This is the Mind the Gap Podcast, Episode 11. Hello, I'm Dr. Brandon Party Cooper. And I am Pastor Matt Wozbinski. And this is Mind the Gap, a podcast designed to help ministry leaders like you fill the gap between your ministry training and your week-to-week experience. Welcome to summer, Matt. Yes, summer, storms, <laughs> and water, heat. I know, we just got, um, we are trying to spend as little money as possible, uh, but we're renting a duplex right now, and we got those in-window air conditioner units. Oh, yeah. But our goal is we're saving up for a house, and so we're hoping that whatever house we have has, like, central air. Right. And so, like, we're playing this game of, like, how small of an air conditioner unit so we don't have to spend a lot of money can we get and then like set up fans to like make air tunnels throughout our home <laughs> without having to get like one of those like $500 like huge units and yeah so. yeah when I was little um what we did is we actually my dad put big um heavy blankets over certain doorways mm. shut off areas yeah, so like all that cold air is like staying in right yeah so then like so we had one between the living room and the kitchen and so when you like walked in the kitchen it was like a sauna in there yeah yeah i know that um ashley's parents they have a part like that where like one wing of the house just has like a blanket in a basically doorway mm-hmm. so then all the ac stays like in that bedroom area yeah. and it doesn't escape yeah so the moral of the story is get central air. <laughs> yes, that that is the moral. That's Even the up here in Michigan, like we still need it. Yeah. Well, you guys are still getting rained on, right? Oh my gosh, so much rain. So, uh, for those who don't know, I don't know when our last episode was, but we had a huge flood come through, and um, it was kind of crazy because it wasn't actually a ton of rain. It was a lot of rain, but the big problem was that uh, multiple dams failed. And so it was sort of like this weird domino effect of like what the first one failed and then all the water from like basically these man-made lakes like rushed down the river and then busted another dam because it wasn't ready for all that water and then busted another dam. So that was more of the issue was like once that first one kind of failed, like it was too much water for that dam, right. uh, it kind of just created this domino effect. And so, and now we're having a little bit more rain, but um, it's more like windy, like tornado, like Wizard of Oz situation (laughs) and actual quantity of rain. But luckily we've been, uh, our house has been pretty much spared just a few random beach towels and strategic places to make sure water's not getting in. And, but we've been pretty good. So yeah, we, um, we just had the remnants of Cristobal come through this week. Uh Fun. Yeah, so we had like a mini hurricane, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a hurricane in Iowa. Yeah, there was a ton of rain in like little spurts. And so it'd be like 20 minutes of like complete downpour. My whole backyard would be flooded. And then a half hour of nothing. And then, yeah, and then super big winds. Um, we have two trees in our yard that should be taken out because yeah. one is definitely dead. The other one is mostly dead. And so we're always worried about it falling on our house. And so it was definitely uh, testing us. <laughs> yeah. I like when you say mostly dead. It makes me think of Princess Bride. Yes. She is mostly, mostly dead. dead. <laughs> All right. So in this episode, we have a lot of our listeners who are still working from home. A lot of pastors, um, you know, are working from home, have been working on, from home for 
quite a few months now. Some are transitioning back into some sort of in office at home. And so what we want to do is we want to talk through some strategies to make your at-home time productive, whether you're full-time at home, um, whether you're part-time at home, or even if you just some days just need a place to get away from uh, the office and get away from the distractions of the office, just how to work from home and still be productive. So how has working from home been for you overall, Matt? Insane. Uh, (laughs) I have a brand new appreciation for my wife. Uh, So my wife stays at home. We have two kids. Uh, Our son, Leo, is just now turning one year old. And then we have a daughter, uh, Everly, who is two. So we have two kids who are two and under. um, And they are a handful. So um, it's just been very interesting trying to balance that. Because when you go into an office, there's obviously some level of even physical separation, but then also mental separation. Mm -hmm. And so I think one thing that really threw me off with COVID and the quarantining and all that was not knowing when it would end. Um, and so I was like, okay, is this something I just need to call an audible for a week or two? Is this a long process? But one thing I think moving forward will be really interesting is seeing businesses, companies, even churches, uh, seeing that the at-home model works and kind of having a lot more flexibility. Because I think that a lot of companies don't want to bite the bullet of telecommuting and all that sort of stuff because they have to figure out systems and give out computers and all that. But because they were kind of forced to do that, they might see the benefits that also come with that. Mm -hmm. So I think it will be a lot more common to see people, even once they're able to return to work for people to work from home or be encouraged to work from home, uh, maybe on certain days of the week or certain seasons. Um, And so I think it's something that even as we're kind of emerging from quarantine and kind of this, covid um pandemic and going back to you know somewhat regular life that uh working from home might become even a regular routine even if you you're not forced to do it right so i'm really curious to kind of see that adaptation and kind of use some of these uh like tips and tricks that we have um to kind of make a more effective schedule when we are home right and we're starting to see that in you know obviously in the business world you know there's whole companies that you know, everybody on staff is virtual. Um, you know, Michael Hyatt's a good example. Most of his team is all over the country and they meet on, you know, Zoom meetings, things like that. And so, so a lot of companies have already kind of adapted to that. I think one of the things that companies are seeing now, especially, you know, more versatile businesses are finding that the overhead without having to pay for office and everything else, when you look at, okay, I'm going to buy everybody computers that they can work from home with, as opposed to pay for office space and all those things, you know, the cost benefit is, you know, especially like you said, now that they've figured out the systems and figured out how to do it. So yeah, I'll be interested to see if that translates into church life and translates Mm -hmm. into the ministry, you know, because I think a lot of pastors already work from coffee houses and they're having meetings all over the, you know, all over the community and things like that. And so, you know, how much, how much office time, you know, will now be eliminated because we figured out how to do more home at home. For sure. So so yeah, it'd be interesting. So that's kind of where, you know, tonight fits is if that's you or, you know, you're a pastor and you're, you know, circumstances make it so you still have to be home. 
how can you be productive while working from home? And so we just kind of made a couple of lists and we're just going to go through these. And so the first one that I would, I would say that I've learned in my, so I've been working from home for right around two years. And so the one thing that I've found is create a schedule and stick to it as much as you can create a schedule and stick to it. When you're working from home, it's so easy to just kind of react to everything going on. And even when I worked in, the church office. It was kind of the same thing, like whatever walked in the door and whatever emergency came up. When you're at home, everything means more to you because it's your home. So, you know, you know, the mailman comes and drops the mail. Well, I have to go get the mail now. And, you know, something happens outside or, you know, whatever, you know, you, you react a lot. And so it's easy to get in that reactionary mode. If you create a schedule and what I do is I think in blocks. And so, you know, my schedule is at nine o'clock on Monday, I do this. And, you know, at 11 o'clock I do this. And so for me, like if I'm scheduling social media posts, then I do it at a certain time where I'm most creative. If I'm meeting with my clients, then those happen at certain times. And so thinking in blocks and kind of fitting those in. And so for me, Wednesdays, you know, most of the day are client days Mm -hmm. or client hours. And so, you know, if I have a client, to meet with, then I plug them in on Wednesdays in those time slots. And so I know when I wake up Wednesday, today's client day. And so I'm going to meet with all my clients throughout the day. Whereas on Tuesdays, Tuesdays is more content creation, you know, studying those types of things. And so if you have a schedule that works for you and, and works with how your creativity and how your productivity work and think in those block styles, um, then it allows you to be more productive, stay focused, and not be reactionary to everything that's going on around you. So Mm -hmm. that's great. So my first thing is to communicate with the spouse. Uh, (laughs) This is something that, um, you know, I somewhat did. We have a family calendar. So a lot of times I would have to tell um, my wife if I was like going somewhere out of the ordinary. So for example, um, 242 has seven campuses. And so we have a central location, which is about an hour away from where our campus is. And so once a week I have my Brighton days. And so I would have to travel there. So I would like, let her know that sort of stuff. Hey, I'm going to be kind of further away than normal, or there's a conference or whatever that might be. But when you're home, uh, you kind of almost have to over communicate, especially if you have kids. Um, because, so much of it is just the mental energy of them knowing when they can help, uh, when you can help, um, when the kids need to maybe be a little bit more quiet because it's going to be more of a discussion meeting that you're going to have your mic unmuted quite a bit. Um, you know, just different things like that. And it can be incredibly helpful um, just to keep your spouse in the know. Um, because now maybe you have to help with doctor's appointments and, uh, picking kids up from school and, uh, getting lunch ready or getting them ready for bed or whatever that might be. That's out of the normal because you wouldn't be in that area. Um, suddenly you kind of become much more involved in those things. Mm -hmm. And so just keeping your spouse in the loop, like, Hey, I have two meetings in the morning. I'll have a break from, you know, 11 to one that I can help with lunch and get the kids down for a nap. But then I have one more thing that I have to go um, and do at one thirty. So a lot of times just being around the house, your temptation, like you said, you care about things. So the temptation is you hear the kids fussing or, um, you know, the kids are having fun outside. You know, you want to 
engage with them. You want to play with them. You want to help your spouse. But the more that you communicate with your spouse that, hey, I have this or this or this, then there isn't that tension of, well, why are you just downstairs goofing <laughs> off on your computer when right. I'm I'm drowning up here. Right. Um, so they kind of know what your schedule is and know what your rhythm is. And so they can kind of even help you with that schedule and help you with those blocks. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's huge. Well, for, you know, for me and my wife, we both work. And so, you know, the biggest time for us is trying to figure out the morning, you know, mm-hmm. she leaving early, she leaving late, you know, can I do things in the morning while she's, you know, still here or does she leave early? And, you know, yeah, it's huge, you know, just for, like you said, managing those expectations, because mm-hmm. if, you know, there's been days where we don't communicate on what's happening and then we ex- we expect the other to know what we know. And then, yeah, then there's all that tension of like, Oh wait, I thought you were doing that. Oh no, you're doing that. Well, I don't have time to do that. <laughs> you know? Like, well, somebody has to do it. So, yeah. So that's it. Yeah. So the second one that I have is get a dedicated workspace. And now I understand that not everybody has the ability to have um, an office or even a desk. And so for me, you know, it, you know, for our viewers, you know, I have my desk and I have this little corner that I work from um, down in our basement. And so I've been able to kind of carve out this little niche in our house um, for me to work from. But even before that, what I did really honestly is I worked on my backpack. And so, you know, what I would say is, you know, be able, if you're not able to have a, a dedicated workspace, be able to create a workspace anywhere you go. And so for me in my backpack, I always had um, my computer. I had my, um, my mouse. I had my, my notepad. I had all of my power cords and everything that I needed for that. And so within probably about two to three minutes, I could set up pretty much anywhere and have everything that I needed mm-hmm. to really be productive and get stuff done. And so, um, and so that's the thing, like, even if you don't have like a dedicated quote unquote space in your house, have a way to create space quickly and and have that be dedicated to what you're doing. Because, um, you know, if you're like, for me, I find myself, if I work on my couch, I'm way less productive than if I'm either sitting at my desk or sitting at the dining room table. And so um, having that dedicated workspace, not only does it help you just, you know, have everything where you need it, but it also helps you get into the mental space of, okay, now I'm working and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get stuff done and I'm going to focus and, um, you know, and be as productive as possible. Because again, like when you're sitting on your couch, you're sitting, you know, in your lounger out on the deck or something like that, it's easy to kind of let your mind drift and not be as productive and you go through the whole day and maybe you end up super relaxed at the end of the day, but you really didn't get a whole lot done. And so, have a dedicated workspace that allows you to be productive, um, whether it's a physical space or you just create a space wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So my second one is, uh, I feel like I'm like the fun one and you're trying to be a little bit more strict, but mine is to give yourself breaks. Uh, so yes, have a dedicated spot uh, and maybe even plan out your breaks. Um, for a few reasons, one that will give you motivation to keep working hard while you're working. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's not like this endless forever thing. Um, like, okay, once I'm done with this, I get to go outside. Like, even if it's just, you take one walk around the block or, okay, when you go upstairs to get another cup of coffee, like step out onto your porch for 10 minutes and just like be outside and just have some fresh air. So, um, 
like you said, if you're watching uh, the video of this podcast, uh, I have a very professional background behind me. <laughs> and um, basically, but if you were to turn the camera, it is a chaos down here. So I'm in my basement. There's no natural light. I have two lamps and concrete walls surrounding me. So if I am down here for hours and hours at a time, like it will drive you crazy. And so um, just getting outside, getting some natural light, um, you know, even if it's just, hey, you're going to drive to the store to get yourself like a pop and come back or drive to Starbucks, go through the drive through just so you're kind of out of that focus, 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 because especially now with so much of what we're doing being the same, you're probably looking at the computer the majority of the time. You're looking at Google Docs. You're on Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting and looking at square pictures and square pictures and square pictures of people. Eventually, like it all just blends together and your brain kind of just like goes on autopilot. But if you give yourself those breaks, even if they're just a couple minute breaks, it's not like you have to take two hours off, three hours off, just 10 minutes, 15 minutes here and there in between tasks that fit into your schedule. It'll really help you feel refreshed and come back to whatever your next thing. And it'll also help you, let's say you just finished one meeting, you have a lot of things that you almost need to decompress a little bit and then go and kind of come into your next meeting with a fresh slate, with a fresh kind of perspective, and you're not just kind of blending everything together. So make sure when you're making those schedules uh, to also schedule in those breaks. Yeah. Yeah, I actually even through most of the COVID is I would still go to Starbucks, get my drink, bring it home and just kind of just have some sort of semblance of normal and get out of the house. And yeah. And that was huge for me. So, and I actually had certain days that I, you know, like Wednesdays, I always went out to a certain restaurant, got it to go, brought it home just again, just to get out of the house. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Okay. So since I'm the fun Nazi, then I'll, I'll take care of the next one. Um, Leave your TV off and your video games and any other distraction like that. So I, man, I know. So my thing always was, I wouldn't watch shows, but then I'm like, ah, you know what? Let me just throw the news on. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me just put something on to kind of, you know, just be noise in the background or whatever. And inevitably like I'm paying attention to it or I'm focusing, you know, not during this time, this COVID time, but, other times where I've worked from home, it's like, oh, I'm just going to play one game of Madden. That's it. Just one game. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'll do it over lunch. I'll eat my lunch and play Madden. And then, you know, it ends up into two and three games and half my day is gone. And so, yeah. So just, just don't even, don't even turn it on. Just leave it off. Stay dedicated, you know, through the workday, get your stuff done, you know, and, and my, one of my big things is, is not even about time. It's about productivity. And so, you know, get your tasks done. So I, I'm, I'm a big proponent in, you know, get the job done, not necessarily work eight hours a day. Yeah. And so, you know, if I can work hard and get eight hours worth of work done in three hours, my day's done. Um, and it kind of even goes back to what you're saying a little bit about giving yourself breaks, you know, mm-hmm. think about if I can work hard for this dedicated period of time without turning on distractions, without getting drawn into those things, get stuff done. And then I can, you know, on the back end, you know, give myself a little reward maybe turn on TV and watch a show, maybe play a game, maybe do something that's a little bit of a distraction as a reward rather than a distraction from the job that I need to do and the work I need to, to be productive with. And so, um, so yeah, so 
don't turn the TV on until either the end of the day or at least until your your tasks and the goals and the things you're wanting to get done through the day are completed. And so, yeah, I don't know the exact quote, but um, it's the what is it that multitasking is just doing multiple things poorly or yeah. something like that. Uh, but th- I think that that's what we think. Like, okay, I can, I've watched the office before. <laughs> I know it like the back of my hand. So I can just have it on just to have something, but you are using at least a percentage of your brain yep. to do something. Um, one thing that I have begun to realize is I used to be in the habit of listening to sermons and podcasts while I worked. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was like super productive, like two birds, one stone. I'm sitting here typing away, but then I'm not really getting a hundred percent of what I'm listening to anyways. Right. And then if something really good did happen, like I would stop and I want to think about it. And so it's one of those things where, like you said, sometimes it's just a little bit better to just focus. And then once you're done with that, then you can give 100% of your attention and your effort into something else. So, yeah, I think that that's really great. Yeah. So yeah. one thing that this is relatively new to me, so I'm still even learning how to do this well. Um, one of the things that our church does is we require goals that your direct report, your campus pastor, your, uh, you know, your ministry lead will kind of check up on you on, like, how are you doing on these? And so one thing that I had really struggled with was my uh, daily encounter. So my devotionals, I would always kind of try to fit them in whenever I could find a spot. Um, But like, it was like, okay, I have a meeting, a meeting, a meeting, and then, okay, I have a half hour. And so that's when I'll do my devotions at like one 30 on this day in the afternoon. And I'll do my other ones in the morning on this Thursday and just kind of squeeze them in whenever I could. Um, and I was just really challenged that I really wanted to start my day with just kind of seeking God. Um, even if it was just like 15 minutes of Bible reading or 10 minutes of praying or listening to some worship songs and just listening um, to what God had to say to me. Um, so a little bit of background on me. One of my jobs is I teach English to kids in China online. And there's a 12-hour time difference between here and Beijing. And so that means that the majority of my classes are taught from my time, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., which means that I have to wake up about 4.30 in the morning. And what I would do is I would wake up at 4.30 in the morning, roll out of bed, like very groggy, like make myself some coffee, head downstairs to my office, turn my computer on and just go. And that's how I would start my day um, because I want to get as much sleep as possible because I'm waking up at 4.30 in the morning. And so what I've been challenging myself with probably for the last month is I stopped accepting bookings from until 6 a.m. So I'm losing some money there. But then what I would do is I would wake up at five. And then what I try to do is I try to wake up. Maybe that's when I take my shower, like wife is asleep, kids are still asleep. Uh, That's when I'll make myself a cup of coffee, read my Bible that's when I'll check the news, check, you know, if I have any like messages on Facebook, like just kind of have a slower start to my morning. Um, so then once I dive into my classes, I'm ready to go. Um, I came to this brilliant revelation that I've realized I'm tired every single time I wake up. It does not matter if I wake up at three o'clock in the morning or if I wake up at nine o'clock in the morning, I'm tired when I wake up until I get up shower, get going, and then I'm pretty much good to go. And so I want to just allow myself time and allow yourself to have a morning routine. 
whether that's you're grabbing a granola bar, having a bowl of cereal, uh, you're just reading a couple of chapters in your Bible, reading through a devotional, whatever that might be before you dive into whatever it is. Because when you're working from home, it can be super easy. Like you don't have to see anybody. Nobody knows if you've gotten out of your pajama pants today. And so it can be super easy to just wait for as long as possible. You have a nine o'clock meeting, wake up at 845, just enough time to get some coffee and then sit down at your computer and just start working. But really kind of have that routine so then you can be mentally ready and physically ready for the day and kind of have your best foot forward spiritually, mentally, and just prep-wise. And so you can have a good rest of the day. And you'll be so much more productive with that time versus even if you got a little bit more sleep, um, but you roll out of bed and you just start going. Um, Wake up, give yourself a little bit more time, and then have that routine. And it will make you so much more productive than if you would have slept 30 minutes longer and then just started going. Right. Well, and it's going to help you too when you transition back into office work. Mm-hmm. You'll have that morning routine still and not have to, when you transition back to office work, it's not going to be so challenging and difficult to go through that morning routine again. You've already established that. So good. So my last one is if it's work time, then work. And we've kind of already kind of talked through this a little bit, but the biggest thing is, is when you're working from home, remember that you're working from home, get work done. And especially for us who are pastors and ministry leaders, you know, the thing is, is that people are, are paying our salaries through tithes. They are sacrificing to give to us so we can take care of our families so that we can then turn around and minister to them. And I think that, um, you know, sometimes in ministry, it's easy for us to just kind of fill our time with stuff instead of productivity. Mm-hmm. And especially in this work from home period, whether it's, you know, whether it's now or even in the future, when we're working from home, remember that, that people are sacrificing to help pay for us to give back to them. And so that's what we should dedicate our time to when we're working. Let's keep that in mind. You know, it's easy when we get focused on tasks. It's easy to be like, oh, I'm just going to put that off till tomorrow, you know, because it's it's a task. It's something we have to do. It's, you know, even to a certain extent, it just becomes this begrudging process that we go through. But if we remember that people are sacrificing so that we can serve them and we keep that at the forefront of our mind, then it's not a task. It's service. Mm -hmm. As, As ministry leaders, we are servant leaders. We are giving of ourselves. And so even when we're at home and we're surrounded by all of our comforts and surrounded by all the things that we enjoy and love. And, you know, even our family sometimes are here while we're working. It's, it's easy to get caught up in, in all of that. But to remember that when we're working, stay focused on working and getting the job done that you need to do to serve the people that you've been called to serve. Um, so that even in this disconnected time and in this, you know, just kind of different scenario that, your people that you're called to serve still feel like their pastor or their ministry leader is there for them and is working for them and is, you know, sacrificing for them just as they sacrifice for us. And so, you know, again, focus on, focus on the tasks that are in front of you, focus on the projects that you're working on, use, you know, your work from home time, you know, to really zone in and and hammer things out. um, So that, so that, when you get back into the office and when things go back to whatever normal is for you, 
um, that you're able to look back on this time and say, man, I didn't squander that time at all. I used it and I, I really got a lot out of it. And it actually maybe in some ways was more productive in those times than I am now. And so, mm-hmm. so when it's work time, focus in on work, focus in on the tasks in front of you, focus on serving the people um, that you've been called to serve. And then our last one, uh, my obligatory, I'm the fun one in the duo here, is that when it's playtime, play. So uh, we are looking at potentially um, launching live services again soon. Uh, You know, restaurants, stores are starting to open up again. So we're looking into what that looks like. And one of the things that they're really encouraging us to do is to take a vacation, even if it's a couple days, even if it's a weekend. Uh, just go up north or just even just get offline for a little bit because this has created so much gray instead of black and white. This is work. This is not work. Um, That we've been really, really working. I've talked to quite a few pastors that because of the innovation that's required because of uh, everybody being home and now all of a sudden, you know, your congregants and the people who attend your church aren't distracted by (laughs) sporting events and work and all that. Like they are just ready to be poured into and served and all that. And so I know of plenty of pastors who said that even though they're not meeting regularly, this is busier than they've ever been. And so we're going to one have to switch gears when we go back into um, somewhat of a regular, whether that's a Sunday morning routine or an office routine or whatever that might look like. And so make sure that you are setting aside a Sabbath, that you are setting aside time for you and your family and your kids and just even yourself. Um, I know for me, um, like I love going to the movies and I can't wait till movie theaters open up again. No, it's going to be super risky, but I miss my popcorn. (laughs) But like there are times where like I just need something like that. Like I just need to watch a movie by myself. um, And that's just how it is. There are... um, with COVID, I, we were talking about this earlier. Um, I, there's been times where dates have been almost impossible because um, restaurants are closed and like, what are you going to do? You have to stay inside your house. And so my wife and I have had to make it a priority to still have dates. So we got takeout Mexican food and watched a movie on my laptop and ate the Mexican food and watched the movie in the back of our van while the grandparents watched the kids and we sat in the driveway. Like it it's just one of those things where when you, when it's time to play, when you schedule in that intentional Sabbath time where you are off from your phone, try to make it the same day of the week. Uh, so mine is Mondays and pretty much across the board at two forty-two, we try to take Mondays off. And the nice part about that is that if you have that consistent, then people know that they know if you, they send you an email, if they send you a text, that you're not ignoring them, whatever, it's that is your day off. That's the day when you're not doing anything. That's when you're resting. Uh, you know, taking a break and just surrendering things to God is a spiritual discipline yes. that sometimes, especially when we're working from home, we can miss because we kind of feel like maybe guilty because we're, we feel like we need to work more because we're at home and we're not separating and going into the office. Right. But make sure that you're so pouring into your spouse, pouring into your kids, pouring into yourself and your mental health and your own spirituality and your own spiritual walk. Um, Make sure that when those times to play come that you're able to disconnect and say, Hey, I know there's still stuff on the to-do list. There's always something on the to-do list to do, (laughs) but today is the day that I get to go outside and play with my kids. 
Today is the day where I just am going to sit and read a book that I want to read and not that, you know, it was going to make me smarter or a better leader. Like, I just want to read Harry Potter, (laughs) like whatever it might be. uh, Make sure that you are intentionally scheduling those times and then being faithful to actually doing those and not being distracted by when that email pops up in your notifications on your phone, like dismiss it. You can get it later. It'll be okay. Right. Yeah. Well, and I would, I would expand that out too. even um, evening time, Mm -hmm. you know, at at the end of the day, you know, your kids and your spouse and all that close the computer, set it aside. There's all, like you said, there's always work to be done. Um, So close it up, let it sit for till tomorrow and give your family that evening time. And so, yeah. And, and, and give yourself that time, (laughs) you know, because if we're working, you know, the, the, the risk is, is that we're working from sunup to sundown all the way to bedtime because we're working from home. So yeah, work. And so, yeah, that's good. All righty, Matt, any uh, final thoughts as we close? No, I mean, I'm excited to kind of get back to somewhat of a, if you want to call it normal routine, So we're at, you know, there's all these phases and stuff, but we're at the phase basically where we are going into the office one day a week um, for our staff synergy or our staff staff meeting um, and then working from home the rest of the week. And so like, it's so refreshing to see people and to just kind of be in the presence of other people and there's that energy there. So I'm excited about that. But I also um, have really appreciated this time where I have been able to work from home, especially having young kids. I mean, there are some times where I don't appreciate it. (laughs) There are some times where I'm like, man, I wish I could go to the office right now. (laughs) But just, I, I feel like I saw this really good post where someone said, you know, your kids are going to remember this pandemic a lot different than you are. Like, yeah, "Yeah, we didn't have to go to school and mom and dad were home all the time and we got to play outside and like, know what I mean? Where, there's so many good opportunities for you to pour into your kids, pour into your family, maybe learn a new hobby, learn a new skill. And so I hope that we kind of appreciate maybe this uh, forced Sabbath that we got a little bit, even though there's still work and there's still stuff we have to do. I hope that as we get back into normal, that we don't just kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, okay, that was a season. And now we go back to what we were doing before, but we learn some things, we grow from some things and kind of move forward in that direction. So yeah, that's good. What are some final thoughts that you have? You know, I think it's, it, you know, as a, as a futurist, it's interesting to think about how this is going to impact, you know, ministry as we go forward. You, I know that the, the hope is most people hope that we go back to normal, how things were before. But I think as we were kind of talking at the beginning, the reality is, is that, that, we probably aren't going back to the way things were before. There's going to be some sort of lingering change that's going to happen. And, and not only from the ministry leader side, but also from the congregational side. Um, and you're going to have people in your congregation who are probably going to be working from home, you know, for a longer period of time, maybe some of them for indefinitely. And I think that it's important to just remember as, you know, as we're all kind of navigating through this and we're working from home and working in the office and trying to find some new normal to remember that at the end of the day, whatever we're work we're applying ourselves to is for the glory of God. And that it's easy to get caught up in 
the unstructuredness of working from home. And it's easy to get caught up in the, the distractions and the interruptions and everything else. But I think it, again, if we just focus on the fact that we are advancing God's kingdom, whether we're working in the office or working at home, and to remember that, you know, we need to apply ourselves to the work that God has put in front of us. And then, like you said, at the same time, remember that this is, this is a season that we will remember the rest of our lives. And, and how will you have spent the season? Will you have spent the time working, 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 and not enjoying the benefits of working from home, being with your kids, being with your spouse, those types of things? Or will you indulge in all of those things and not be as productive as maybe you could have been and then at the back end regret because you didn't make the most of this time? And so I would say find that balance, find the balance of being as productive as you possibly can in the time that you're working, but then also really give your spouse and your kids the time and attention that, you know, they want and they need, and that hopefully you want to give them. Mm -hmm. um, because like you said, we're all going to remember this. It's just a question of how are we going to remember it? And for those of us who are mindful of how we're creating those memories now, we will appreciate those memories on the back end. And mm -hmm. so um, be productive in productivity times, play hard in the times that you can play. Mm -hmm. And just remember, you do it all to the glory of God. You serve people, you advance his kingdom. And um, yeah, and we'll see where we go because it's yeah. still up in the air. There is no playbook. <laughs> there is no manual for this. Exactly. So we're going to figure it all out. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, on this episode. Hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this helps you be more productive at home, more playful at home, more enjoyable um, in the summer months. We're here in the summer and uh, we're ready to enjoy summer in whatever way we can. And so um, enjoy the summer, be productive, and uh, we will see you in the next episode. Have a good one. If you know a ministry leader looking to grow and take their ministry to the next level, please share this podcast with them. Go deeper by joining us on Facebook under I Will Mind the Gap, where you can ask questions that we can answer in future episodes. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and share it. Until next time, remember to mind the gap of your ministry.